0: Welcome to Rama for Today Radio.
1: Well, yeah, but Brother Higgins, why do I feel like I do? I said, I want to ask you a question. What if you come over here to the parsonage this morning? My wife opened the door let you in and said, Brother Higgins, right there, just right there in the living room, you just go right on in. And I just sat here and, and never paid a bit of attention to you. You talked to him and I never said a word. I said, wouldn't you start feeling bad? I said, no wonder you feel bad, because I said, the Spirit of God within you is grieved because you've ignored Him. You've paid no attention to Him. You act like He's not even there. You act like God told a lie. All night long, you've just as good have been shouting at God and said, you old liar, I know you're my father and I'm saved all right, but you're a liar, because I don't feel anything. He's not here and I'm trying to get him.
0: You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the classic series The Believer's Authority by Kenneth e. Hagin. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth e. Hagin's classic message.
1: Now, we know that God's greater than all. Jesus said, "My Father is greater than all. He is." We know that the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. And you know what? He's come to dwell in us. By the power of the Holy Ghost he indwells us. Jesus said, my Father and I will come and make our abode with you. Another translation I like says, my father and I will come and make our home with you. We're going to come and live with you. That's what we're going to do. We're going to come and live with you. And then over you see as we come on in after the New Testament church was born and we come into the epistles that are written to the church. Then Paul writing to the church at Carnage said, what? Know ye not that your bodies are the temple of of God, the temple of the Holy Ghost? And then in 2 Corinthians the sixth chapter he said, uh, Uh, again, speaks about our bodies being the temple of the Holy Ghost. He said, for God has said. What did God say? I'll dwell in them. I'll live in them. Another translation said, I'll be at home in them. That's where I'll abide. That's where I'm going to live. Where does God live? See, too many times folks trying to get a hold of him. They don't believe he's here. Some folks even sing. I've heard them go to church in Pentecostal circles and sing. Come by here, Lord. Come by here. Well, that meant they didn't believe he is there. They were trying to get him to come by. Come by here, Lord. Come by here. No, he's here. Praise God. He's here. Praise the Lord Jesus. See, we need to wake up and start living in the present tense and in the rights and in the privileges of what belongs to us now. Glory to God. And that's when we'll begin to dominate. And that's when we'll have the mastery that belongs to us. And we'll exercise it and use it and enter into it. Can you say amen? Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, too many times the Christian, even the spirit-filled Christian is bowed down, broken beneath the weight of sin and the powers of darkness when if they just knew the truth, they'd rise up like a mighty giant and the devil would run from them. I remember one church I pastored, one of the ladies of my church came to the postage one day, knocked on the door just a weeping and a crying, wanting help. Well, we are there to help if we can, you know. We want to help everybody and everyone. Particularly, you know, the pastor has the oversight of the, that particular sheepfold and he's interested in them. And oh, this dear lady is just distraught. She's just almost in hysterics. She's a-reaching up in the sky like she's a-reaching after something. Brother, my God, Brother Hagin, you got to help me. Well, I said, I will if I can, sister. I've been praying all night long. Anytime they get that whine in the voice, you got them located. <laughs> They're living in no man's land where Satan can enter into the innermost council and God can't help them. Oh, I've been a praying all night long. I've been trying to get a hold of him. You're going to have to help me. I can't get a hold of God. Well, I said, sit down here on the couch and let's talk about it. I said, you're trying to get a hold of him? Yeah. I meant what she meant by that expression, get a hold of him, get in contact with him, you know. Well, I said, first of all, where is he? Huh? Huh? I said, before we'll be able to get a hold of him or contact him, let's find out where he is. <laughs> you know, just where is he anyhow? Well, said, he's up in heaven. I said, I know that. But yet, right on the other hand, I said, Jesus said, my father and I will come and make our abode with you. We'll live with you. And I said, uh, in the person of the Holy Spirit of God, the third person of the Godhead, through him and in him, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, is living in you. And you see it says right here 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. That truth dawned on that woman. She began to see it. You see, and her tears faded away, and instead of her face being so sad and her looking so forlorn and forsaken, thinking, you know, he's gone. I can't get a hold of him. I'm trying to get a hold of him. I'm trying to touch God. Well, she said, he is in me, isn't he? All the time, I was a-crying and a-hollering. He was right there all the time wondering what she acting a fool for. <laughs> Amen. 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 I said to her, well, yeah, but Brother Hagin, why do I feel like I do? I said, I want to ask you a question. What if you come over here to the parsonage this morning? My wife opened the door and let you in and said, Brother Hagin's right there, just right there in the living room. you just go right on in. And I just sat here and and never paid a bit of attention to you. You talked to him and I never said a word. I said, wouldn't you start feeling bad? I said, no wonder you feel bad. Because I said, the spirit of God within you is grieved because you've ignored him. You paid no attention to him. You act like he's not even there. You act like God told a lie. All night long, you've just as good have been shouting at God and said, you old liar, I know you're my father and I'm saved all right, but you're a liar. Because I don't feel anything. He's not here and I'm trying to get him. And she looked up at me and you know what? You didn't have to, she didn't have to pray something down or preach something up or sing something down. She just jumped up and said, "Woo!" Oh, glory. To God. God said he's in there and he been in there all the time. Didn't even get to pray for her. Just went home and shouted. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Because you see, she began to believe the truth and began to practice the truth. I'll tell you, when you know the truth of God's Word, you folks who have been having a trouble with the devil, you're always talking about how the devil's are giving you a hard time. One lady stood up and testified in my church one time years ago, said the devil's been after me all the week. Bless his holy name. <laughs> I know she got her praise misplaced, but that's what she said. Just bragged on the devil right in the church, you know. But if you know the truth, oh, I'll tell you, I'm thrilled with this truth. I've been thrilled with it for many, many years. I've been thrilled with this truth. When you know the truth and you're walking in the light of life, you're walking in the light of the indwelling spirit of God and the fullness of the spirit. Well, I'll tell you, you don't have to be afraid of the devil. He won't get within 100 feet of you. He sees you coming. He'll run the other way. He said, boy, I don't want to meet that guy. Amen. I'll tell you one thing that this so thrills me about, you see, from the natural standpoint. I was born sick, and I never ran played like other little children because I had a deformed heart, and, and I couldn't take up for myself. I couldn't fight. You know, if somebody jumped on me, even the girls could whip me. <laughs> And I spent most of my life running. You know, if I ought to have enough sense, I didn't have enough sense. It took me a while, you know, to get whipped a few times. I'd try to fight, but then my heart wouldn't beat right, and I'd pass out and turn blue and black all over. The nurse at school would said, I thought we never were going to bring you around. I was unconscious one time, an hour and a half, and several times, 45 minutes unconscious. And the nurse, the school nurse said, i tell you, you turned almost as black as a black person all over. You see, my blood wasn't flowing right. And said, we just thought we never were going to revive You. Well, you don't want to run into that too many times, you know. And, and so there's certain fellas, you know, that just, you know, they delight. You know, the devil delights in running over weaklings. That's the reason he's after you, because you're a weakling. But if you'll get a hold of this message, he'll leave you alone. Are you listening to me? Amen. And so the, that, that was the devil in these fellas, you know. They'd just jump on me. So I, I know I've darted down the back alley a many a time to keep from meeting them because I didn't know whether they were going to whip me right on the street or not because I couldn't protect myself. I wasn't strong enough. And i tell you, I've run down more back alleys and hidden more doorways and, and hid behind more bushes. I mean literally physically to keep them getting whipped because you see, when you're afflicted, and you can't fight and take up for yourself. And then you're an orphan boy, then everybody wants to run over you because that proves how big they are. And then I got saved. Well, thank God I knew I was saved all right. I didn't know all my rights and privileges, but it's a happy I was saved, you see. I got saved. I got healed by the power of God. I left that bed of affliction preaching that Jesus saves and heals. He's coming again and, and uh, that he hears an anxious prayer. But I didn't know the authority that I had. You know, the devil's always sticking his head up everywhere. You know that as well as I do. And then the devil gave me a few times, you know, and rubbed my nose in the sand, you know, and, and I'll tell you when I'd see the devil had come and I'd run down the back alley to get away from him so I wouldn't meet him, you see. Or hide somewhere till he went by, because I just didn't want to meet it. But then I got into the Word way back there's a Baptist boy forever got the Baptist in the Holy Ghost. I got into the Word. I began to see who I was. I began to see what I had. I began to study God's Word on the subject, and you know, bless God, I left the house looking for the devil. <laughs> beforehand I was sort of sneaking around you see you know just sort of sneaking around you know and if he happened to show up boy I ducked in somewhere real quick but this time I just got right out in the middle of the street you know what I mean figuratively speaking walk right down the middle of the street praise God looking for him said boy I hope he does show up I went out looking for him and he saw me coming he said uh oh I can tell the way that fella looks I can tell by his walk. He, he started running down the alley you know he didn't want to meet me because he didn't want to get whipped again. He's been whipped once. Jesus already defeated him. He didn't want that thrown up in his face again, you know. And so he just ran. He didn't even, he didn't even bother with me at all. And if you could learn that, he'll, he won't get within 100 feet of you. And you won't have to get up and testify the devil's been after me all the week. And you won't have to be like the preacher. I was preaching a certain full gospel convention and one of the preachers said to me, well, Brother Egan, I've got the devil on the run. I said, well, praise the Lord. He said, the trouble is though I'm a running, he's after me. <laughs> well, now that's wrong too. You won't be a running in him after you. He'll be running the other way. Are you listening to me? Amen.
0: You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. If you'd like to find more life-changing resources, then visit rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Right now, I want to tell you about this month's special offer, the Believer's Authority Curriculum. In this package, there is the Believer's Authority Study Book, the four CDs, The Believer's Authority, the CD set, Reigning in Life as a King, and the book, The Believer's Authority Legacy Edition by Kenneth E. Hagan. All this for the special price of $59.95. This is over $25 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at RAMA.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagan Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rhema for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan Camp Meeting,
1: 2015, July the 19th through the 24th. So come and just have a refreshing time in the Lord.
0: Tomorrow, more from Reverend Hagan on our authority as believers. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.